say my name. Blake. This is The Bachelor. And the butchery begins. I love you. Spread your cheeks and cough. Clear eyes. Full hearts. My kitchen rolls. Thank God you're here. Serenity now! And Australia's next top model. How you doing? Advertising is based on one thing. Travis Bowman. Hi, I'm Laura Brodnick. And welcome to this special bonus episode of The Binge. I'm flying solo today because we had a surprise guest pop into the Mamma Mia office. Sam Hewitt is a Scottish actor and the star of Outlander. Now, if you're looking for something decadent, romantic, or just a little bit raunchy, then you need to be watching Outlander. This series is based on the best-selling books by Diana Gabaldon, and after just one season on air, it has already developed a massive cult following. It's glorious escapism at its best. Outlander tells the story of Claire Randall, a married World War II nurse in 1945, who is visiting the Scottish Highlands and then is transported back in time to Scotland in the year 1743. It's a bit of paganism and mythical magic, but it works, people. Here, Claire encounters dashing Highland warrior Jamie Fraser. Thank you, Cessna. Played by Sam Hewen, and they begin a complicated and passionate affair while Claire desperately looks for a way to return to her own time. Sam joins me now to talk about the second series of the show, which is out now. So, Sam, did you want to start by giving me a bit of an elevator pitch? I would say, firstly, before we get to level one, that uh, season two of Outlander is a whole new world. Jamie and Claire have been... Um, they they go to France to, to try and change history, to, to stop the Jacobite rebellion. Um, but they're also suffering from sort of the hangover of season one, the, the trauma that happened to Jamie, and also the fact that they're now going to be parents. So... They go to this um, very poisonous society in, in Versailles, uh, and uh, and basically that sort of um, self-combusts and, and sort of pulls them apart. Right. And obviously the basis for the show is the relationship between your character Jamie and Claire. I remember every moment, every second. I'll never forget when I came out of the church and saw you for the first time. It was as if I stepped outside on a cloudy day. Suddenly, the sun came out. How do you bring that out? That's such a beloved um, character from the books and such a beloved relationship. How do you get that to translate from the books to the small screen and grab that audience in? Sure, yeah. These books were written by Diana Gabaldon. They're very, very popular. And, um, yeah, we're very lucky to have them as a sort of source material. And obviously, we try and stick as closely as we can to the books. Um, but there also has to be a bit of poetic license to make these into, a, you know, a, a TV show and, and make them episodic. Um, but, you know, Rondi Moore, who's the showrunner and, and all the producers and writers are, you know, they're, they're fantastic and they really do try and stick as closely as they can to the books. And um, obviously there's um, a lot of sex scenes in the books. There's a lot of um, nudity, that sort of thing. But the interesting twist to that is at the beginning of the show, Claire is seen as the more sexually experienced one and, and Jamie is a virgin. So mm. how do you, um, do you think that sort of encourages... Um, gender equality or hinders it? What are your thoughts on that? The central characters in the show are in a romantic relationship. However, you know, there's a lot more to the show. There's, you know, the action side, the adventure, the historical side, the supernatural, the time travel. So there's there's a lot in there. But um, yeah, all the, the, the nudity or the, um, the sort of intimate stuff and also the violence as well is all 
um, it, it's all there for a purpose. We, we don't want it to be gratuitous at all. We want it to be or, or explicit. We want it to be there to serve the story and, and to move the characters forward in their relationship. So you, you discover more about the characters through these actions. Um, and yeah, it's pretty hot too. Right. And um, speaking about the violence, obviously that was a, a, a big thing that a lot of people talked about in season one, particularly um, the, the rape scene and um, sexual violence on TV. It's something that's been um, discussed a lot. Mm. So obviously that's an incredibly brutal scene. It was hard to watch. I imagine it was hard to film. Can you yeah. take us through um, how that scene came about and what were your feelings about it? Yeah. The, um, the end of season one and, and the end of that book... Um, Jamie and uh, and Blackjack Randall, who's the the villain of the piece, um, they have this sort of battle of wills, basically, and 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 it and it does go to some pretty dark places, and and it it's more about Blackjack Randall sort of breaking down Jamie uh, mentally, but also uh, and and physically. So obviously, you know, there there is uh, there is male rape in the show, but also there's this um, torture that that. Blackjack Randall does to, to Jamie and, and then also this this mental side he basically tries to break Jamie's will Jamie's very um, very strong his fortress is his love for Claire and, and Blackjack Randall wants to destroy that so it's a fascinating character study and actually we see Jamie then have to deal with the consequences of that and he doesn't become a victim he he becomes you know someone that is is trying to to deal with what has happened to him and um it is really important. It's important to season two as well, and it it um, reveals a lot about the characters and uh, and changes them. Right, and because um, male rape is not something we often see in, in primetime television, was there? Uh, did you feel a sense of responsibility in the way it was portrayed and the way you talked about it afterwards? Of course, yeah. I mean, this is uh, is tough subject material, but you know we were very careful when we sat down with the writers and the producers initially to to discuss the sort of the journey of these characters and. and what happens to them and, and also what we wanted the audience to see or, or not to see you know and what we wanted them to feel so um, it was important to then see you know Jamie sort of coming out of that and, and how Claire tries to, to help him and, and cure him and, uh, and season two definitely Jamie is is still half the man he was he's still suffering from the the, the trauma and, and um, it's interesting to see what then brings him out of himself but it, it is very an individual thing I think that you can't be generic about about this subject material it's very specific and Jamie has his own way of, of dealing with it and um, what do you think separates this show from other similar period or romantic shows on TV because it's really amassed such a fan base and it's, it's tripled the um, the tourism to that part of the world um, so what do you think is it that sort of grabs people and makes them want to watch the show Yes, I mean the show has so much going for it. It's really hard to pigeonhole, as I said before. There's, um, you know, there's this historical drama that is 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 as accurate and authentic as as we possibly can. Um, then, of course, we have the time travel element and um, uh, and this you know great romance. So uh, it, it's sort of quite epic story. Um, and then Scotland as well. You know, I think Scotland is, is a big sell for the show. I think it looks terrific, and season one in particular, you get to you get to experience a lot of the culture and, and the, the music and, and this way of life. And that is the way of life in season two that uh, Jamie and Claire are trying to, to preserve and protect. And um, how did you go about getting into the, the character of Jamie? Because I heard that it was going to be quite a difficult experience for the cast. And then the director said you came in and the whole office was just buzzing that you were the one who was going to be the king of men. And, um, and king of men. Wow. That's that's what they call you on the fan sites. <laughs> and um, and um, so I guess how do you go about fulfilling a character that's such a fantasy to so many people? But is in also a, a, nearly an anti-hero because we see him at the beginning so sort of strong and willful and so broken at the end. Mm. 
Yes, I think, I mean, he's just a great character to play. He's very buoyant, he's very resilient, uh, he's got great humour. So uh, the books are, are the source material, that's what I um, you know, go to, to to get inspiration and to, to get specific details about. Um, and then, yeah, to, to see his journey, you know, in season one specifically, we see him as a young man who's uh, got no responsibilities, who pretty much only has... Um, you know the skin on his back to sort of uh, to protect and uh, and we see him in, throughout the course of season one become a husband become um, you know responsible become a laird um, and then season two going into that you know we've seen him grow up and he's now an expectant father and uh, it's uh, it's it's great to see that journey and see him him grow uh, and and grow with Claire. And is there um, a favourite scene from the first season or a favourite um, episode that really stands out to you to film or because of the storyline? Wow, I mean, the show constantly changes um, your perception. You know, when you're a viewer, you think it's one thing, and then the next episode will move you somewhere else. It really is like the chapters of a book, or uh, like Diana's, you know, Diana's books. Um, for me, I love you know the later episodes. I think that the tension really mounts. Um, I love uh, episode the watch uh, for Jamie. That's a great episode. We start to see him really. Um, question, you know, what, where he's going in his life. You know, now he's married and 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 got this this family. And, and actually, the alternative that he could have chosen is maybe, you know, he could have become a mercenary like these these other characters. But it's um, yeah, it begins at that point to get to get quite dark for Jamie. Right. And um, what is it like actually filming the show? Because to us, it looks very sweeping and it's all very gallant. But I'm assuming that, you know, you're out in the elements. You're wearing a kilt. You're working with horses. Mm. People are naked a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Can you take me through what it's like on set? embarrassing moments where things didn't go to plan sure yeah I mean the show we do film in Scotland in all weather we've just completed season two we were shooting over Christmas and New Year uh, four episodes pretty much all outdoors uh, they were they were very tough um, we had big storms in Scotland and flooding so it's been sort of physically you know pretty pretty difficult um, to do uh, but you know we, we sort of uh, got a great cast and a great crew and everyone supports each other and, and it sort of bonds you closer together but yeah I think everyone was, was pretty broken by the end of it um, and you know the logistics of, of getting you know all the, all the camera equipment up a mountain uh, and horses and, and trying to get it all to do everyone to do the same thing each take it, it is pretty uh, pretty grueling but um, I think it really pays off when you watch the show and um, have you read all the books so you know where your character's going and you know what storylines are coming up um, I haven't read um, further than what we're shooting. Um, I like to read, you know, specifically the books that we're, we're shooting. So for season one, I read Aussie book one, season two, book two. I, we, I did start reading ahead last year and uh, there's so much information and I think it's important that we don't get ahead of ourselves. Um, obviously, Diana's companion books, I've read those and short stories. Um, but I think, you know, we have to deal with um, the story we're telling at, you know, at the specific time and... And also, you know, the scripts that we're working with as well. Um, but it's, uh, you know, it's exciting to know that there's this, this whole journey mapped out. And how has your life changed since the show began and now that's such a big hit? Do you have people coming up into the streets and talking to you on aeroplanes, all that sort of stuff? Uh, yes. I mean, I don't know how you know that, but in, indeed, people <laughs> do come and speak to you on aeroplanes and, and in the street. And it's, uh, yeah, it's terrific. I mean... You know, here I am in Australia. Uh, it's it's very very warm, and uh, you guys think it's the middle of winter, but uh, you know it's uh, it's great to be um, to to be able to have this opportunity to to go around the world and uh, 
to, to meet fans as well. And so there's obviously so many books in the series. Diana's still writing. Um, do you see the show um, as sort of continuing continuing for a long time? And what are your plans sort of going forward for it? Sure. Yeah, we've just finished season two, uh, the second book. Diana's written eight. She's writing another, and um, we'll see. You know, we would all love to to continue on this show. It's um. It's a great family, as I said, and a terrific character. And um, we're still waiting to hear on season three. Um, but I guess, you know, we'll just see as far as it goes. But we'd certainly love to, to be on board for the ride. Thanks for listening to this bonus episode of The Binge. I'm Laura Brodnick, and thank you so much to my guest, Jamie Fraser. I mean, Sam Hewen. <laughs> <laughs>